Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host, live from undisclosed Los Angeles location, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andrew. I saw the look of fear in your eyes right there. I, yeah, it's fine. I, like, at some point, the neighborhood will come out. I'm, I'm actually not super worried about it. But, Good. you know, there are many people in my life, girlfriends, mothers, managers, mostly women, who are concerned that, you know, people sending me death threats should be cause for concern. And what I've said is the people who are going to kill you, they don't threaten you first. They just kill you. The people who threaten you, they're little trembly, you know, wimps that sit at home polishing the gun that they'll never use. That person left a, a scathing iTunes review for you, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You turned into well, Alex from Kentucky. A one-star review. Oh, no. It, what I found uh, the review he, funny he, was he, that he didn't address he, you. So he spent, the day, he spent the day giving one-star reviews to our podcast, the NBA, black people in general it's like all right well when we take your when we look at your yelp page bro it doesn't speak highly of you no i i was more uh i was more laughing because it acts like you're the only one on the show based on the review which i thought was uh kind of funny yeah like like i'm on the show too bro Anyway. <laughs> hey, give me a bad review. I'm like, here. Like, what? There's two people. What are we doing here? But uh, we're here. We got an NFL is here official. I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm saying this. It's, it's awesome. I uh, Obviously, I've had a lot going on. So, like, like my mindset, you, you, you're going to have to be uh, – give me a sports analogy. If someone you – know, you're going to have to carry, carry on a lot of this stuff, Joe. I'll be honest. I'm LeBron James. You're every single one of his Cavaliers teammates in his NBA history. I'm Daniel Gibson. I'm Booby Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how I feel right now with my sports knowledge. I feel like I'm, I'm Andy Verajao coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, obviously I've still paid attention and I still read the, the, the press and the dailies as they call, is that what they call them? No, not really. I don't think the dailies. The dailies just make are that like up? Your, yeah. <laughs> dailies are, you know, in Hollywood, it's like watching your, your takes. Yeah. That's, I'm, that? watching the, I'm watching the dailies. Do you think sports is ever going to go to the, the area where Hollywood is now, where they're going to require a certain amount of different races to play sports to make it equal and fair? I certainly hope so. White man with a mustache in the WNBA. Coming off a knee injury, the comeback story. I can't wait for uh, what's the guy? What's was it? Bob Lee, who uh, he retired. Who does, yeah, or, or who is the other guy that does all the sad? Uh, Chris Connolly. Chris Connolly does some. 
uh, is it Shap? Is Jeremy Shap who does like the? This guy came. She came. She overcame cancer. Yeah, Shap does it. Yeah, he does it a lot. If for Jeremy Shap to do a report on you, all you have to do is have cancer and then do anything athletic. Yeah, Tim Henderson of Shoot Missouri. He had cancer and then he mowed the lawn. Yeah, that's got to be boring if you're his role. Like, you're doing the same sad story. Over, like, you think he'd be frustrated with that, right? Yeah. I think he's stoked that he never leaves his home, and they just send him scripts, and he reads it into a, probably the same equipment that we use to do our podcast, and then he gets paid. Yeah. Not a bad gig. No, not a bad gig at all. Well, the season is here, and there will be – update me, Joe. Will there, be, there will be some fans, right? I believe the number I saw was six teams will have fans. But, but I'm saying Arrowhead will have fans tonight, correct? Arrowhead will have 15,000 fans. Okay. Something like that. No tailgating. No tailgating. Welcome I'm, sure to they'll, I'm, I'm sure they'll find a way. Yeah, we have, we have the two young, phenomenal quarterbacks playing. A rematch of, would that have been the wild card round last year? It would, be, it would have been the divisional round, right? Because uh, Divisional, correct. Yeah. Or maybe it was the wild card. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. The, were, did the Chiefs have to play a, divi- a wild card game? No, they got a bye. Okay. So there you go. So the divisional round. Because the Patriots lost to the Titans in the wild right. card. Right. Right. So, so we got opening game tonight, opening weekend. And uh, it's, it's here. It's going to happen. From all the sounds of it, players are not testing positive, allegedly. Right. Like according, saw, to, according to Roger Goodell. I saw the latest report, one player. We, we, are, we are in, the, uh, we are in the, the like prehistoric days of COVID testing. This is, like the, this is like the pre-Ray Rice video days of, uh, you know, domestic violence. Doesn't yeah. happen in our league. Oh, there's a video of it. Just kidding. Three guys in every team do it. <laughs> sure. Well, where do you want to start? Do you want to just do a, a breakdown of? I feel like we have to start with all the other stuff and finish with football. I was going to keep it strictly football. We're not talking NBA playoffs at all. I mean, I, I don't know. You, you know, we're at a new crossroads because in the past, we basically only had baseball going on. Yeah. Well, baseball can go fuck itself right now. I agree. So we're not going to do that. But I mean, I think we got to talk. I think we got to talk NBA playoffs. I think we got to talk Daniel House. Okay. I think we got to talk, you know, you, you, ha- you made a rundown. Well, yeah, you know, I, I just throw things up as, as stories come along and as news finds its way out. So I basically throw that stuff. We can, we can push that stuff or we can talk about it. I'd like to talk about it. I'd especially like to talk about Daniel House. Look, I'm going to say this right now. Everybody in the NBA, I put this on the rundown. I said this to my brother. He goes, that needs to be a title of an article. Daniel House needs to just jack off here's just jack off guys here's my problem with this though she's already in the bubble okay he can't he can't be single and like 
pick up a lady in his circumstances? Like, she's already in the bubble. She's already cleared. She's apparently a COVID tester. She is. So he, he ain't getting COVID. In fact, she could test him pre and post, you know, coitus if she wanted. Like, I don't understand the problem with this. I, like, I totally understand the problem of bringing an outsider of any kind in. But, you know, all these guys have their wives, their girlfriends, their best friends, their agents. Michael Porter Sr. is there to see Michael Porter Jr. So Daniel House can't have somebody that was cleared to be inside the bubble come into his room? Look, I agree, but my mindset is like, guys, I've done it. You can do it. You need that release just jack off. But also, some guys have to do the just jack off thing, the Andy Ruther Nike campaign, the just jack off. And uh, other guys can like have sex with their girlfriends, their wives, their baby mamas. And Daniel House, some guy who's just like, you know, not tied down. He's just got to be celibate for the bubble. Yeah. I, you know me. I, I'm always the like, don't do something stupid. But like, she was cleared. He didn't sneak her in out from outside the bubble. I think the problem is, while I agree with you, they're not allowed anybody in their room who's not supposed to be there. You got to remember the snitch hotline, I think, isn't even just for girls. Right. If, if somebody who's not registered to be in your room can't be there, and that's where I this think, problem I think is. it's stupid. I think the bubble is the bubble. The bubble is the biodome. Anything that happens inside the biodome and is cleared and has been sprayed down and is hosed is COVID-free should be fair game. Yeah. That Anything outside the bubble, then you, know, then you should get in trouble. Yeah. The, idea, the idea that Daniel House misses a game – against gonna the miss lakers. tonight yeah against the lakers in a series where they're undermatched because he threw game at a girl who's putting a swab up his i mean this 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 girl shoved a swab like down his throat and he still managed to get her back to his hotel he's getting punished for it i By think way, she'd be i think she'd get a bonus i agree all, all time all time all time move yeah i mean i'm, I'm thinking about myself some of the times of girls I've hooked up with. I, I, I mean, that's, that's up there. I mean, also that's on the NBA. Yeah. Like how about just having all dude COVID testers? Remember the, uh, remember the dental assistant I hooked up with? Yeah. The, the lunatic one. She was cleaning means, my, she was cleaning. Good that means you have good teeth. Well, she was cleaning my teeth and literally asked me for my number. Highly unprofessional. She's like, can I get your phone number? Also, spit. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to be telling you later. Oh, no. Oh, no, Andy. Canceled. You're right. I wouldn't say spit. That's the quiet canceled. I wouldn't say spit. Don't even, don't even, don't even. Just don't, don't even finish it, Andy. We know, we all know where this joke goes. Don't even do it. But yeah, a girl who's shoving a, a stick up your nose and you have enough game to get her back to your room. Yeah. I'd say strong move. Yeah. Very strong. Well, they lost. Obviously, it was another good performance by the Lakers. Big two in the second half is what they needed. They're up 2-1.
game. Uh, LeBron four. James dominated that game. Dominated. He, he 29 at halftime. Yeah, it was monster blocks. The monster blocks. I got to say, I know we've we've done the whole thing, but a, a million times on the show. But I was watching that game, and I was like, "Look, I get that MJ, you know, dominated throughout the end of his career until until he walked away." But the thing that me to me makes LeBron James different from anybody I've ever seen in the history of the game. I don't remember anybody, literally anybody at 35 years old with 17 years of NBA miles on his tires, being two feet above the rim on lobs, having just monster chase down blocks. Like the guy is still elevating. I mean, Anthony Davis said the fountain of youth, look, pizza star always says there's no, there's no Santa Claus, you know? So the day we find out that this is all because LeBron James was on some super drug is going to break my heart. But until that happens, LeBron James is doing something athletically. I have never seen anybody in any sport do, which is dominate, not just dominate at 35, but still be the, one of the most physically gifted people on the court at 35 in the league at 35. That's unheard of. Tom Brady dominates at 40 or whatever, but he's not outrunning guys at 40. Yeah. I, I was personally, I was most impressed with the blocks and yeah. the, the, the force of the blocks. Like that one at the end of the half that he got on uh, Austin Rivers. Yeah. I mean, he just held that ball, that hand, the ball against the blackboard. He dominated. He dominated, and and they're getting help from Rondo. If Rondo can keep doing what he was doing. No way. No way he makes that many threes again. No, I I actually don't even think that they need him to make that many threes. You know, Kenny Smith was talking about it after the game. If they can just have Rondo as a guy to take over and facilitate and let LeBron take plays off as the team facilitator, I think that takes them uh, up a gear, down a gear, whatever the, you know. Takes them to another year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Downshift, upgrade. Sure. I can't drive a stick, so you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> so they play tonight. Last night was a double overtime Celtics Raptors game. It's gonna go seven now. Anything is possible. I think we need. Uh, I think we need to step up dirty sports merch. I said this before. I think we need some Luca versus everybody. And I also think we need uh, an outline of Kevin Garnett's face with his hat on sideways, leaning back, and we'll just put under it, anything is possible! Because I just love that. And also, anything is possible. Now we're going to game seven. Like, I, I can make a prediction on who I think will win that game. I can make a prediction on, you know, which of those teams is better. But I think the bottom line is losing – a double overtime game six to force a game seven. You can try to convince yourself of this team is better. This team is deeper. This team has better coaching game seven in a series like this is a coin flip. Sure. Of course. I mean, it really is. Um, It's been a back and forth hard fought series and I expect game seven to be the same way. 
And I'll say, you know, I was, I was just giving Kenny Smith props on, uh, on his Rondo take, but I think uh, I want to diss him and Charles and Shaq and the whole crew's take. Well, actually, it wasn't Shaq. Shaq wasn't involved. Just Kenny and Charles. Shaq, obviously, a Heat guy. Uh, they both said that the Celtics are the class of the East. They're the best team in the East. And I have to disagree with the way Miami's been playing. And again, I, I'm not 100% sure that uh, Boston gets out of this series. And the idea that they're just way, way deeper and better than the Heat team, this way the Heat team is playing, I think is absurd. Yeah. That I was saying the other night, the Heat, this Heat team remind me of the Dallas team. Not that the one that won the championship, not that they will go on and beat the shit out of everybody and win the championship, but they just feel like, they just seem like they're playing with so much confidence. Yeah, no, I agree. And we, and we saw that from that Mavs team. When that Mavs team swept the defending champion Lakers, they were like, we can beat anybody. And then they did. Two-time defending champion Lakers. Yeah. So the Clippers have taken control of their series up 3-1. Much lower Fi- scoring, much better defensive uh, Finally, series. Finally brought some defense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that series will go to the Clips now. Uh, it just seems like the attacking the high pick and roll, Denver doesn't really have another offensive strategy. And that's too bad because I think they have – I don't think they're nearly as talented as the Clippers, but I think that they had the talent to compete, and I actually think that they have the offensive firepower to compete. They just seem really – um, uncreative in their offense, considering the number of great offensive players that they have. Yeah. Well, they're relying too much on Murray and uh, Jokic. Yeah. And then when they get a guy like Michael Porter Jr. going, it's just like, hey, take over for a couple minutes. Oh, hey, you take over a couple minutes. Let's get, let Jokic get five shots in a f- row. Let's let Murray get five shots in a row. It's like, have a little bit of balance. Have people feel like, when a guy's hot, you don't have to go to him every time. Like, have your team coming up the court going, man, there's a lot of firepower on this offense. We don't know where it's going to go. I watch a Nuggets game, and I go, okay, now they're going to give Jokic five possessions. Now they're going to give Murray a couple possessions. Oh, it's Michael Porter Jr. time. It's like, that's not the way you win. Do you think there's any validity to fatigue in the bubble? Like, like – you know, I've seen some reports of players have fatigue and they, and they want to, you know, get out of this. I, I guess my response would be, you know, they're not in a prison. They're in a nice resort. Most of them have their family or friends around them at this point. Like, I, I don't know if I buy into that. Like, to me, that's kind of weak-willed, in my opinion. If, if, if you have fatigue and you want to get out of the bubble and you have everything at your disposal, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't buy into that. I mean, maybe I buy into it, but I agree that it's kind of weak. And, and like, especially now with everybody being able to come, them getting their plus ones or their plus families or whatever, it's not the worst scenario. And honestly, I I feel like if I were an athlete in that situation, especially if it was come playoff time, they weren't really there that long pre-playoffs. Come playoff time, it's like, I would love to have a situation where I didn't have to travel. I didn't have to ever, you know, change, pack, pack a bag. I didn't ever have to, you know, 
say goodbye to my family. Like you're, you're just going to the office and you're coming back. I mean, their commutes 15 minutes. Can I be honest? I want, I want to live in a bubble. Yeah. For like a year. Biodome. Because that bubble has fishing, pools, a golf course. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of like, Give me one negative drawback. You get sick of your family. Or if you're Daniel House, you know, or these single guys, your lady selection is the four girls on the COVID testing team. And even they're not allowed in your house. You have to do it like behind the fishing pond. Just jack off. (laughs) I'm the spokesperson for that. You know how many times in life I've debated having over a female or someone I didn't want to deal with. It was, it was solely for sex. And then I, just but, he got- did, but he did want to deal with her. That's the thing. It's like, I, I, I think that this is unfair. I am uh, free Daniel house. I, I'm not against it, but my point, what I was trying to make, it's not even about Daniel house. It's then I would jack off and feel so much better and happy that I did not invite said female over. And I could go right back to watching, you know, some documentary on Netflix. I'm just saying, guys, dirtballs, you're going to learn one thing from me this week. Just jack off. Okay. The, the, that's definitely the title of a thread in, like, incel Reddit. Just jack off? Yeah, it's like, don't go shoot up your high school. Just jack off. <laughs> yeah, I think I do need to remake the Nike commercial. Yeah. Did you see this report that the ACC all wants a all-inclusive Division I NCAA tournament in 2021? Guess what, Andy? I approve. College basketball sucks. The only thing people care about is March Madness. But how's that going to play out? The whole, how's that gonna- the whole, the whole the, the NCAA champion every year is determined – in a 64-team tournament that comes down to the last 90 seconds of each game, that comes down to the last eight seconds where some team dribbles around aimlessly and fires a three-point shot when they only need two points to win. It's like, fuck it. Turn it into a giant tournament. Every team from Division One. I. I don't care. I, 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 Andy, can, can you agree that nationwide, worldwide, the interest in the NCAA basketball tournament is infinitely, exponentially, uncalculably more. It's like people have more interest in that than they do in the college basketball regular season. Yeah, of course. I would say that the interest that, you know, 95% of American red blooded sports fans tune into some aspect of March Madness. And 8% of college ba- of fans tune into some regular season college basketball game. Yeah. Turn you know, into a whole tournament. You know what we need to cover, speaking of interest, off topic a little. My brother is so worked up. He was begging to come onto the show before the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. My brother Brad, he Chad. is all worked up. He called me today. He goes, you covering the Derby? He goes, it was the most, I guess it was the most watched event since the Super Bowl, sports-wise. I didn't see it. According to my brother, it was. Okay. So who knows? But I didn't see it as well. And he's like, when, when am I, co-? I'm like, dude, the thought of you coming on the show 
as the Dirty Sports horse racing correspondent is hilarious. I love the Kentucky Derby. I make the Kentucky Derby a thing almost every year. I still have my hand-dipped Maker's Mark bottle from my visit to the Kentucky Derby right here. Um, I completely forgot about it. It's like, if it's not the first Saturday in May, is it even the Kentucky Derby? And it's too bad that I forgot about it entirely because my friend's horse won. And I, had I known that it was happening, I certainly would have bet on my friend's horse. So I just left money on the table. Yeah. And there was no, there was no fans as well. It's a a multi-owner horse, but one of the ownership groups, Starlight Racing, uh, friend of the show. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess the the races are reversed this year. Right. So, so they're doing Derby, Preakness, Belmont. I think so. Yeah. Or did they did they already run the Belmont? Because the Derby's first. Yeah. Usually. Did they already the, run the other ones? I don't know. I think the Preakness is next. Which it normally is. Let's bring on Brad in his uh, in his jockey gear that he wears. Yeah. So with such masculinity. Uh, Andy, I know you want to. Uh, get into football you're itching for it but how much u.s open tennis are you watching none none okay yeah none how much are you watching oh well you know my girlfriend's a a gigantic tennis fan so watch the serena match yesterday another serena match tonight um you know i'm watching a fair amount but sort of on in the background so what do you want to discuss, Joe, about the U.S. Open? No, I just wanted to see how much you were watching. Oh, I have not watched a – is it games that they play individually? They play the games. Match? They, play set, they play points. They play games. They play sets. They play matches. I haven't watched that uh, in years. You haven't watched a single point. Although, I will say this. The, the quality of life, suburban life, is getting to me. I've, I've already started looking at uh, – Swim and tennis clubs, possibly, for next summer. <laughs> and my buddy was like, yo, dude, you're a single dude. I go, I'll get a family membership. I got, I got a bunch of nephews and nieces. It's, yeah. You're, you're just basically going full fletch. <laughs> if, if you join a swim and tennis club, can you uh, legally change your name to Underhill? Oh, I have to. I'll <laughs> tell you what. The prices have really gone just up. So you, just so you can say, put it on the Underhill tab. Yeah. Prices have gone up a lot since uh, since my family belonged to a swim and tennis club as kids. Did you see? Uh, speaking of swim and tennis clubs and country clubs in general, did you see that Danny Noonan from Caddyshack will be caddying the practice rounds of the U.S. Open at Wingfoot? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's pretty. That's funny. amazing. Yeah, I think he was maybe a Wingfoot caddy growing up. I know he's from the area. Okay. Uh, so if he wasn't a wingfoot caddy, I think he was though. He was a caddy somewhere nearby, and he said that he would be down to caddy for anybody. And uh, another guy, so the the kid who's letting him caddy for him, or the guy who's letting him caddy for him uh, for the practice rounds, his name is Danny, and he used to be a caddy. And he said whenever he would go to caddy, somebody would introduce himself. Hi, my name is Danny, and they go. You smoke pot, Danny? <laughs> what you a do great drugs? movie. You, you do drugs, Danny? What a great movie. Yeah. You know, Caddyshack is one of those movies that 
I could watch over and over and over, and I still laugh. What's your favorite scene in uh, Caddyshack? That's a good question. Mine's definitely when the girl comes over to Ty Webb's house. I was just going to say. So great. You've got to check here for $30,000. Keep it. Keep it's, it. It's pretty good, though, when the, uh, when the judge catches him banging his, his granddaughter. Yeah. Like that whole sequence. And then, or, or, or Roddy Dangerfield is just so amazing. Like when he's driving the boat and like he can't control it and he, you know, he just basically ruins the new boat. I mean, it, it's really tough to choose one, to be honest. And uh, I love when, when Chevy Chase shows up to Bill Murray's place and he's like, I love what you know with the place. <laughs> you know, and he's like telling him to grab a seat and stuff. Yeah. You know, I've never seen Caddyshack 2. Ever? Never. I, I heard it was the worst thing ever. It wasn't great, but there's a couple of... Uh, Who's in that? Uh, Jackie Mason plays the Rodney Dangerfield role. Oh. Um, you know... Dan Aykroyd as the uh, as the, like the military uh, guy out to get the gopher who is in the food truck. I will refer to you as Mrs. Esterhouse. So Dan Aykroyd's in it. Yeah, I didn't pretty know solid. That. I didn't know that. Uh, that's that. He's probably the highlight in it, but uh, so yeah, real, it's it's not great. It's not great. Real quick. Before I mean, the downgrade from Rodney Dangerfield to Jackie Mason Dude, that's is like, like, that's, like I, going, I, that's like going from a Ferrari to a Ford Fiesta. Yeah, that's like the Mets, you know, tra- trading Jacob Degrom for me. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty offensive. So at Miami of Ohio, you know, about an hour north of me, it, they they have caddy scholarships, and they have a caddy house. And uh, one of the kids, a grade above me in high school, he got a caddy scholarship at Miami of Ohio. And apparently all in the house, you know, all the caddies live. It's almost like a frat house, but for caddies. Apparently when everybody walks by, everybody just yells, Noonan! Noonan! <laughs> and all the caddies get angry. Like, like, they, like they just get heckled all the time by strangers and other kids. That's, that's incredible. I, why is there a caddy and there's multiple caddy scholarships? I think so. Yeah, I guess so. Just guys who are really good at guesstimating yardage with their eyes. Like what's that? What's your interview look like? That's a great that's gotta question. Be about, gotta be about 170. You're in dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they man. just take, they take, they take them on a tour of the campus. And they're like, and that's the caddy house over there. How far would you say you are from here? <laughs> I don't know. 125 <laughs> downhill. Yeah, probably a sand wedge if you hit it if you hit it right. You're in. Imagine if that's paying for your college tuition though. How amazing is that? Yeah. Well, Joe, we're gonna get to the NFL preview. Before we do that, I hope and I assume you're gonna be drinking. Um, that's right. You beat me to it. A cold Miller Light tonight for the Texans Chiefs game, Joe. I see you got the amazing water bottle. What are those things called that they gave us? Uh, these are, I, I think, I don't know what the company is, but you know, typically they're called like swells or something like that. These little, but actually Andy, I know you use this cause you're not a drinker for water. Use it all the but, time. Uh, I, I use it for Miller light. Keeps your Miller light cold. Oh, it keeps it so cold guys. I, I put two of them in here pre podcast. Keeps yeah. it cold the whole time. 
and then I put it in the fridge. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. And guys, I, I know it's been a crazy year. We're finally to the NFL, though. And during this time, I cannot think of a better opportunity to relax with friends and family, whether it's via Zoom or in person, and drink a nice, refreshing Miller Lite. Miller Lite, great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However you and your friends are enjoying Miller time this summer, you can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. So there you have it, guys. If you want to have some beer delivered to your house or see the closest stores that carry Miller Lite, just go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports and enjoy opening NFL weekend with some Miller Lite. Andy, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm going to get up. I mean, Thursday is one thing. I've got some Miller Lights in the fridge uh, for, for tonight. But Sunday morning, 10 a.m. start out here on the West Coast. Ooh. I'll probably get up, probably get up 8, 8.30, make some breakfast, make some coffee. 9 a.m., I'm going to MillerLight.com forward slash dirty sports, and I am making sure that a delivery guy hand delivers me all the Miller Lite I'm going to need for football Sunday at 10 a.m. I'm going to say, I want a 9.58 a.m. delivery. I want to receive it. I want to crack it. I want to drink it. Love it. I want to douse myself in football. I want to get lousy with it. Well, here we are, Joe. Let's start it off. The 2020 NFL season is here, and we'll start. Yeah. We'll start in the AFC. I think we normally do that. The AFC East. Normally, you and I would just say, Patriots, division champs, let's move on. Not so fast this year. Uh, I don't think that the Jets are going to compete for a division title. I think that the Dolphins will be fun and will play spoiler around the league as they like to do, especially with their starting quarterback in what year of his career? Once again, a starter in the NFL, Ryan Fitzmagic. Oh, oh, it's magic. Um, But I don't think that they compete for a division title. Uh, I think the Bills do compete with the Patriots for a division title. A lot of people sleeping on this Patriots team. A lot of people. A lot of them. I mean, a lot of people are just like, they're just not good, you know. But the thing is, is I think they are going to be good. I think their defense is good. I, I think that they're, they lack some weapons. But when has Bill Belichick really, like, needed weapons? Yeah. So, some guy on their team you never heard of is going to get $88 million next year from the Jacksonville Jaguars because he catches 95 balls for the Patriots this year. Well, well, here's something that's interesting in that division. Three of the top, three of the, the, the six listed, actually, let me word this differently. So they put out the odds on the first QB to be benched in the NFL this season. So you can bet on that, right? Okay. Can I bet on Tyrod Taylor? You oh, wait. I, oh, oh, wait. I already did, and I won that bet, and that person did not pay me. So fuck you. Well, he is on that list. The entire U.S. Navy. 
Air Force, whatever he is. Again, this is the first starting QB to be benched in the NFL season. Three of the top six as the favorites are in the AFC East. So I find that interesting. So really? number, yeah. So number one on the list is Dwayne Haskins at plus 150. Then number two is your boy Fitz at plus 225. Then Reckless. Trubisky at, Trubisky at plus 250. Darnold. I feel, like, I feel like this should be called the, the Mitchell Trubisky list of quarterbacks who might get benched first. Like, like the idea that fits magic is above. They literally signed a guy just to replace Mitchell Trubisky in week one when he doesn't play well. Well, Trubisky's at plus 250. Then you have Sam Darnold at plus 500, Tyrod Taylor at plus 500, and then Cam Newton at plus 700. So my point is – Can you keep going down the list? I want, if, I want, that, I want my, my value pick. That's, that's all I have, by the way, wow. in front of me. Okay. But, but I saw it in a news article. But my point is, right, if three of the top six are in that one division, there, there is zero faith in the QBs in the AFC East heading into the start of the year. Yeah. Look, I, I am not a Cam Newton stan by any means, but I think that Bill Belichick is probably um, taking the very same approach that I would take if I wanted to have Cam Newton and I wanted to I, – here's the thing. I think Cam Newton can win games with the Patriots because what I think can happen is that they can build an offense around his skill set and I actually don't think that they give a shit about his future at all. I think that they're looking this as the one-year deal they signed him to. And so it's like, let's play him the way where he is effective but probably won't last very long as opposed to, you know, other teams. Like if you're the Carolina Panthers, who's obviously moved on from him, playing Cam Newton a style of play where he was effective but he has no chance of long-term health or success. I think that the Patriots – They'll go, oh, let's run this guy into the ground. It's it's one year. Yeah. He he could be our tailback. He could be our fullback. He could be our quarterback. Who cares what happens to him? Who cares if he gets hurt? Who wins the division? I It's tough. I, I want to say the Bills, but I also want to say the Patriots. So um, sounds like you have the same thought process as myself. I, I think it's going to come down to those two. Well, and I and I think people are overestimating the Bills and underestimating the Patriots. I think the idea that the Bills run away with this division and the Patriots don't compete for it to me is ridiculous. But I think that they're closer than people are making it out to be, and I think it will come down to those two. And I think it will come down to those two in weeks, whatever you know, sixteen, seventeen. But I also think that neither of those teams will be exceptional. And the team that doesn't win the division maybe doesn't make the playoffs. Well, the current Vegas odds would agree with you. Right now, both the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots over under is nine. So they have them at the same. Right. So if, if one of those guys goes over and one of those guys pushes, somebody goes 10 and six and one team goes nine and seven, there's a chance that that nine and seven team doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 I, and, and I think – Guys, just it's Bill Belichick. Like, do not ever count this man out. How many years have they won the division? Don't you know, Andy, that it was Tom Brady the whole time? That it was Michael Jordan the whole time? It's like people forget that these coaches, like, 
look at the success of these guys with other players. And it's not just Belichick. It's Josh McDaniels. I mean, it's, it's the whole system around them. You're telling me Cam Newton with the Patriot system can't win 11 games? To you, I say, Matt fucking Castle disagrees. Yeah, I, I, I Matt like... Castle, Matt Castle didn't start in college. Cam Newton won a fucking MVP. Yeah, I, I like, uh, until they don't win the division, I'm going to go with the Patriots. And I think it's going to be neck and neck with the Bills. And I think, yeah, a 10-6 and six team, a 9-7 and seven team, they're going to win the division. Now the and, other- by, and by the way, in these unprecedented times, should Josh Allen get hurt or should Josh Allen get COVID or should anything happen to Josh Allen? I don't love the Bills' chances. I think the Bills will be terrible without him. And should Cam Newton, you know, uh, get COVID or get hurt or, you know, fall into his hat and no one has a long enough rope to get him <laughs> out? Uh, I think the Patriots will be fine with – Jared Stidham. Yeah. Or Jason Stidham or John Stidham, whatever his name is. So it seems like we're in agreement with who's going to win the division, those two teams. Let's go over the other over-under wins for the rest of the group. We have the New York Jets at over-under six and a half. Over or under, Joe? I went went under. I went thumb down. I'm going to – yeah, sorry. I'm looking at a different screen. I'm going to say – under as well, the Miami Dolphins, six wins. Mm, it's going to be close. I, I'm going to say push her over. I'm not betting on it, but I'll say push her over. Okay. I, I, I think they'll, the, the, this Dolphins team, I think, is going to get better and I think is going to be competitive in the near future. I, and I'm not saying that because of Tua. I just think that they're, you know, building it the right way. Um, it's just a matter of can they get ahead of schedule or not. I don't I trust Tua. I, I don't trust Tua. I, I, how can you? You haven't in, seen him in, play in NFL. He's injured, injured and yeah. he, went, he went to Bama. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. These guys are in great systems. They're playing with the best athletes in the country. Listen, I will judge Tua when I see him playing an NFL game. Right now he's apparently maybe not on the roster week one. Like, so, or that was up in the air until very recently. So I'll, you know, but I think that the Dolphins are building this team. And uh, I could see them winning seven games, but I'm not betting on it either way. Yeah. All right. Let's just keep moving through the AFC. Next up, we have the AFC North, where the Baltimore Ravens went 14-2 and last year, best record in the NFL. And they are also uh, projected to win the most games tied with the Kansas City Chiefs at 11.5 wins for the projection. I think – yeah, I think 12 seems like a reasonable number for them. I mean, they won 14 games last year. I, I think that they – I'm sure they lose a, a couple of more. I think, you know, it's going to be hard to continue to be ahead of the game with that offense. Um, I think that's the kind of offense people catch up with uh, eventually. But the bottom line is I just don't think the AFC North is that good. I am not a – oh, the Steelers are going to be good until proven otherwise. Like, well, they were fucking – they weren't last year. They were, and actually. For, for, well, I they were eight, eight and eight. They went nine and seven, I believe. But, dude, they had look – who they, look who was playing quarterback. Okay, yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger has injury problems the last few years. And the idea that Ben Roethlisberger is going to come back and suddenly they're, they're great again, I just disagree with. I don't 
the, the Browns let me down last year, and I'm not doing the thing where I hop on the Browns train again. I think the Bengals will be better with Burrow. I think he is their future, but I don't think that they're going to be good. I just don't think the AFC North is strong. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like I like mostly what you're saying. The, the, the Steelers are nine and a half. I'm going to go over. I'm going to say they win ten games. Okay. The – Cleveland Browns are eight and a half. I'm going to say under. I think they go eight and eight again. And the Bengals are at five and a half. I'm going to go under as well. I don't think they win five and a half games. Six, I'll six go games. over for the Ravens. The, the, uh, the Steelers are at nine and a half. Correct. It's a good number for Vegas because I'm on the fence of between nine and ten. Um, I'm going to stay away on that, but yeah, I could see them winning 10 games, but I could also see them winning eight games. And I don't think, uh, I don't think the, I think the Browns could also be an eight, nine win team. I'm going to go, I'm going to go under on the Browns new coach again. And, uh, I'll go over, I'll go over on the Bengals. I think they win some games against the Browns and I think they win some games against the Steelers. And I think they sneak some, sneak a couple wins. I'm worried about Burrow. You're worried about him how? Because he went to Cincinnati. Right. You and should I, be worried about him. And, and, and as great as he was. Andy, I hate to break it to you. You're going to Cincinnati. I'm here now, Joe. I know. But you've also been drafted by Cincinnati. You're, you're, you're going to spend at least your next full season with Cincinnati. I will. I, I, I agree, but I also so don't play. I, I just want I also you know, don't play. I, my, my job. I'm worried, about, I'm worried about you. Okay, fair enough. My job is not to play for the professional football team here, though. I'm more worried about those guys. And I'm also a little concerned, as great as Burrow was, the best college football season I've ever seen in my lifetime. It was one season. I'm not trying to take anything away. I love how he carries himself. I love what he did in the field. I, I just – I think for a guy like him, the speed, you know how it is, Brandon. We see it. These guys, the NFL is not college. The NFL yeah. is not the SEC, as great as the SEC is. It's, it's next level. And they open up. I mean, the irony is. The well, I mean, I mean, the idea that guys come into the NFL and they, you know, are great right away. It's, it's just, it just doesn't happen. And, you know, to some degree, you have to just go, we have a first overall pick. The first couple of years are just on-the-job training. I mean, look at the first couple of years of Peyton Manning. Look at the first couple of years of, of anybody that didn't go to a team that was already, you know, pretty good. Like, yeah. it, those, those guys who succeed are the guys who go to teams – you know, at 14, at 15, at whatever, and they can win right away. I mean, look at the – you know, if you look at Manning and Rivers and Roethlisberger in, the, in that draft class, Roethlisberger had the most success right out of the gate, and people are like, oh, he's the best one. And it's like, I, I don't think he's the best one. I think he went to the best team. Yeah. So the Bengals open with the Chargers, the irony, and I'll be here. And it's yeah. in Cincinnati. And will people be allowed to be there? No. 
So the Ruther curse is all over that. All right, moving right along, let's head on down to the AFC South. You know, people, Cincinnati's right there. It's right there on the Kentucky border. A lot of times it's like, where, where does Cincinnati lie in the, you know, in the grand scheme of things? And I think Cincinnati stuck its flag uh, on the northern side by saying, we're not allowing fans in the stadium. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's been interesting being here politically. There's a yeah. big mix. It's not like L.A. It's very split, the Biden and Trump signs in people's yards. So oh, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. It's, it's very mixed, and uh, I'm really looking forward to voting for neither. You need, you need one of these for your yard, Andy? Yeah, yeah. I get you one. Oh, should, we get, should we get some of these signs on sticks for dirt balls? Should we be selling these? Put the, uh, go on uh, Twitter. Go on Instagram. Go on Reddit. Let me know if you put one of these in your yard. Yeah. Prano 2020? Yeah. Fix your life. All right. AFC South. This is going to be a fun division. Yeah, it is. Real fun division. I mean, if you, if you look at the win total projections, it's, uh, you know, it, it's pretty even. You have the Titans at eight and a half. How is that? That, that seems low to me. I'm going over on the Titans. I agree. I, I think the Titans build on what they did last year. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. The Texans are at seven and a half. I just watched a whole long thing this morning on, on Deshaun Watson without DeAndre Hopkins. It's like, what the fuck was Bill Bel- – a Bill oh, – I almost called him Bill Belichick. That, that's the most that's, offensive. That, that's, that's, the, that's the most offensive thing that's ever been said on the show. Canceled, canceled, canceled. Bill Booby O'Brien. Uh, like, how did it, like, how did that happen? I still don't know how that happened. And, and now Hopkins just got paid. It's, it's, you got, you got David Johnson. I, I just don't understand that thought process. He's a boob. That's his thought process. I don't think they win seven and a half. They're at seven and a half. I don't think they win. I don't think they win eight games. I think they could win eight games, but is that, is that something? No. The Texans win eight games. Is that, is that the bar we're setting for the Texans these days? I mean, God, I cannot believe that I blocked probably a dozen people that were Bill O'Brien defenders back in the day. How, you know, how does, like, who's defending Bill O'Brien anymore? Oh, they're out there. People will defend anything. Fandom. The Colts are nine and a half for their over-under. So they're projecting them to win the division. I I don't know about Philip, man. I know you, I know you think think he still has it. He looked bad last year. Well, I don't necessarily know that he still has it. I just think that quarterbacks don't fall off a cliff. Now, I think that Philip Rivers is significantly better than Jacoby Briscoli. <laughs> okay? I think that the recklessness in Indianapolis not going after Phillip Rivers or Eli Manning or some of these vets that have gone last year was absurd. Now, the question is, are they that year too late? Did Phillip Rivers, did the 
downtrend start. I mean, I think we can agree the downtrend started on Philip Rivers, but how far gone is he? Because yeah. I think I think the other thing is, and we've seen it with Tom Brady again, kissing your son on the mouth doesn't give you superpowers. Okay, Tom Brady has been able to survive and thrive in the NFL because he's been on the Patriots because they always have a good offensive line because they always have a fucking good defense. The idea that Phillip rivers was great two years ago and awful last year. It just, I mean, it just doesn't happen, but it did Joe. And and he had the same supporting cast. Yeah. But their team. So are you saying that the chargers were their, their success was solely based on, Philip Rivers? No, and I know the I know the Chargers had a lot of injuries last year. I'm just saying, like he still he still was surrounded by great talent. I when it comes to quarterbacks, and I'll I've said this a million times, and I will say it again. I will trade all the weapons in the world for an offensive line. All of them. Have five Pro Bowlers on your offensive line. And a bunch of undrafted free agents as your wide receiver core, you will get good quarterback play. This whole complaint of man, he and this guy doesn't have weapons. That guy doesn't have weapons. I don't I, like good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks turn guys you've never heard of into fucking weapons. You need good offensive line play, and that is something that the Indianapolis Colts have. So we will learn very quickly where Phillip Rivers is at. Yeah. Because if he can't be successful behind that great offensive line, then he is done. Then put fucking frozen broccoli back in. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is my projection. I'm going to go Titans win the division. I agree. Colts. Win nine games. Or after them. Then yep. the Texans. Then yep. the Jags. You, you yep. know, the Jags, the Jags are going to be bad. The, the Jags are predicted to – win the least amount of games in the league. They're at four and a half, and I'm going to go under on that. I think they're going to be a disaster. Yeah, I'm with you. So, sounds like we're on the same page. Okay, moving right along. The AFC West, obviously this is the Chiefs division to lose, Joe. They are predicted to win 11 and a half wins. I'm going to say over. I'm Kansas saying over Chiefs. as well. I mean, this comes down to Mahomes. With, uh, with a healthy Mahomes starting 16 games, the idea that they don't win 12 of those is ludicrous to me. I, I agree. Uh, I think they're good for 12 or 13 games. Um, after that, we have where, – where are some of the other teams in the league as I look on this list? Chargers are at eight. I think that's a, I think that's a great push for the Chargers, to be honest. Yeah, I, 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 I I think the Chargers can win nine games. I think the biggest question mark for me is their quarterback situation is like, is Herbert ready to go? Or will he be ready to go at any point this season? I think that the Chargers will ride Tyrod Taylor as long as they are winning games and staying competitive in the division. And to me, that puts a cap on your win possibilities. Yeah. Like to me, Tyrod Taylor ain't winning 10 games. No. Now, I think Tyrod Taylor, if their team is healthy and if their team, you know, if everybody comes together and whatever, I, I like this Chargers team. I think they're building it. I, I like the way they're building it, but I hate their quarterback. They're, I hate Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, but that, but again, 
if your team is good and your quarterback is competent, which Tyrod Taylor is, he's competent, they could win nine games. Yeah, I agree. The problem is I think Tyrod Taylor puts a ceiling on your win total. Well, look, I, I like to push that. I like, I like eight wins. Both the Broncos can, and Raiders are I can see seven. Them winning. I could see them winning nine because the Broncos win total probably. I mean, I think Von Miller kills the Broncos. I agree. They're both seven and a half, the Broncos and Raiders. Yeah. I think losing Vaughn is just detrimental to that defense. Yeah. So I think the, I think the, the Chargers get a bump for the Broncos getting a, taking a, you know, an extra L figure one L solely on Von Miller. I think he changes their defense and the Raiders. I mean, has there ever been a more who the fuck knows than the Vegas Raiders? But aren't they that every year? Yeah. But I mean, now we're adding Vegas, we're adding COVID. I mean, we're adding everything. I think I saw the Raiders or the hottest selling merchandise of any team. I think think it might've been a, it's new shit. And next year it'll be the, you know, the Washington warriors. Cause you're just getting the new shit. Uh, yeah, uh, you're right. Obviously I, but I, but I think there's obviously a lot of appeal. So, so, so we're basically in agreement. I, I said, well, this is how I think the division's going to go. I think it's going to go Broncos. Chargers. You're saying I'm, Chiefs. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Chiefs. Chiefs. Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I think it's going Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. I think that those teams will battle to see who can win the nine games. And the other one will come, on that, come out on the other side of their over and under. And then the Broncos. Gotcha. And I actually, the Broncos are, you know, building the right way as well. I don't hate Drew Locke. Yeah. But, man, but man building, you know, having a quarterback – a young quarterback be able to thrive because you have a badass defense. I mean, I just don't think you can underestimate how, how big of a loss Von Miller is. It's, it's, you know, to me, it's the equivalent of, you know, Houston's defense when Watt goes down every fucking year. Yeah. Which is going to happen again this year, by the way. Yeah. Uh, let's move I, on. on. You know, kind of story that's sliding under the radar. JJ Watts had COVID every year for like six seasons. Shots fired. Let's move on to the NFC. Before we do that, Prano, we're, we're talking about over, under, all the gambling stuff. Now is the time for all the dirt balls to go to GameTheoryPicks.com because our friends at Game Theory Picks provide profitable sports betting advice at an affordable price. They offer three subscriptions, a weekly subscription, a monthly subscription, which saves you 20% and a yearly subscription, which saves you 50%. Guys, the numbers don't lie if you want to win money. These are the facts. Since sports have returned in July, a $50 per play better would have profited already over $1,000 in just that short amount of time. Guys, receive your first month of Game Theory Picks for just $40. That's it. $40. $40. Go visit GameTheoryPicks.com and use promo code NFL2020. Once again, that's – go Andy, ahead. I, be- I believe that is a time-sensitive deal. Am I correct? Is that before kickoff Sunday? Uh, I'm not sure on that one. 
but do it I, anyway. I think it's time sensitive. I think it's time sensitive. So get out there and do it. Also, uh, Game Theory Picks has decided to run it back from last year and sponsor Joe Prano's Picks of the Week on Instagram. So subscribe to me at Joe Prano on Instagram, and I'm going to be giving some Game Theory slash Joe Prano sports NFL mostly picks of the week. You know I love to ride that money line. Come on, ride the money train and ride it. Choo-choo. Yeah, guys, it's real easy. I know you want to put some money down. I know we're excited about that. So just go to GameTheoryPicks.com and use promo code NFL2020. You get that first month for just $40. $40, guys. I mean, think, think about that number. Unless you're Matty Goldberg and you're making $1.67 parlay bets, like $40 for a month, yeah. that works out to like a buck a day, a buck plus a day, a dollar sure. and a day or something like that. Like the idea that you're throwing $1 onto this a day so that you can get, you know, sports, all sports, but, but especially football, just getting extra info, getting extra insight, getting their picks. Seems silly to me. Yeah, I agree. Again, if you're betting, if you're betting, if you're like, yeah, I got 49 cents on the 49ers and I got 76 cents on the 76ers, it's a parlay, baby. (laughs) Maybe don't spend the $40, but if you're betting more than five bucks a bet, it's a no brainer. Yeah, it really is. All right, let's move on to the NFC. We'll start in the East, just like we did in the AFC. A lot of hype on the boys this year, the Cowboys. I can't, not, not in this, not, not on this side of the Zoom call. Cowboys projected for 10 wins. That's a lot of hype. Is that a lot of hype? Well, if, if the most project, if the highest projection is 11 and a half, to me it is. Okay. So the Cowboys projected to win. 10 games this year. What else do we have in the division? We Mike have... McCarthy. Yeah. Mike McCarthy makes me poop. The Eagles, nine and a half projected wins. And then we start moving way down to your Giants at six and a half and the Washington football team at five. Joe Prano, uh, who wins this division? I think... That's a great question. I don't know. I think I'm going to go Cowboys. Might be a pillow fight again. The the Eagles won this division last year. They correct? did. They did. Um, why why are the cap? What is it about the cap? It's Mike McCarthy. I mean, what has happened in Cowboys land? Well, I you know that's a good question. I, I think obviously they have tons of weapons. They added. Uh, well, I'm forgetting his name. The receiver they drafted. That Judy or yeah 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 uh, right okay so they have a, they have a new wide receiver okay cool that's not my uh, that's not selling me I think I hate to say it and I'm not going to say it because I and and I'm going to avoid overselling my Giants because I don't want to jinx them but I think that the Eagles win the division they won the division last year and they were not healthy at all I don't like Mike McCarthy I think Mike McCarthy is you know, the originator of like, I feel like he is the boob originator. I think he runs the boob coaching camp that Bill <laughs> O'Brien was like, uh, went to the boob coaching um, tree. Yeah. 
I do. I think that he's better than Jason Garrett. Maybe a little, but this dude couldn't win fucking 10 games with Aaron Rodgers a lot. Um, I'm going to say that it's going to be a pillow fight of a division. Again, I think the giants will be better than people think simply because I think you've got a, uh, a Patriots coaching tree member. Um, I think Joe judge is sliding under the radar. Um, I like what I'm hearing about his coaching style coming out of camp. It's sort of like a uh, more of a bridge from that Coughlin era of, you know, a little bit of hard nose, but with like a little bit of a millennial flair, less of that Pat Shermer, like hugs and kisses for everybody. And certainly less of that uh, Ben McAdoo fingers in everybody real pedophile style. Um, so I think the Giants are – I think the Eagles aren't over. I think the Giants aren't over. I think the Cowboys are a push. I think the Washington football team is an under. I think the, the Washington football team is an under. The Giants at six and a half. I'll go under. Thank you. I think the Eagles Thank you. at nine and a half go <clears throat> under. And I think the Cowboys go over. I'm going all unders except for the boys. This is the best thing that ever happened to me. The Andy Ruther curse on the NFC East. We're going to the Super Bowl, baby. Hold on. Hold on. Give me one second. One second. I'll be right back. Let's go. Yeah, such a dork. Get my Giants gear on. You got, my, you got me all fired up now. So you, you seem pretty confident the Giants win more than six and a half games. I mean, I'm, am I really confident? No, but I, but I do like them. I do truly like them as an over. But now, with Andy Ruther, with the Ruther curse, I fucking love them as the over. I think they yeah. might win 13 games. Thank you, Andy. All right, let's move on to the NFC North. Who won that division last year? The Green Bay Packers had 13 wins, but yeah. they are really projected to drop off, according to Las Vegas. Eight and a half wins projected. Over. Over. Because who who's predicted to win the most games? I mean, is there – The Vikings. Uh, yeah. Surprise, surprise. How many consecutive years – do people want to overestimate the Vikings and then slam their dick in a closed door? Like how many years do you guys want to do this? How long are we going to do this guys? Every year Vikings are su- low key Super Bowl, low key Super Bowl possibilities. Guys, Kirk Cousins stinks. The end. He doesn't stink. I don't I, don't I disagree. Like I don't like I disagree. That. I think the Vikings win more games with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's a bad take. Okay, it's a bad take. Guess what Ryan Fitzpatrick does on bad teams? Does all right. Guess what? You, you, you think Kirk, they win more games? Ryan Fitzpatrick has never started a playoff game, Joe, ever. Kirk Cousins got that one extra playoff win on him. Ho, ho, all those years. And Kirk Cousins leads Ryan Fitzpatrick in playoff wins by one. 
that means Ryan Fitzpatrick's not leading any teams to the playoffs. It, yeah, it that point. also means Kirk Cousins isn't leading teams to the playoffs and winning games. Kirk Cousins isn't good. I'm not a Kirk Cousins stan, but I, I, I think that is a ludicrous and absurd take to think that they win more games with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I couldn't be, I couldn't be more of a seller. That is on, a crazy take. I couldn't be more of a seller on Kirk Cousins. Hold the ball longer. Be worse against a good pass rush. Kirk Cousins is the like the like we we talked in the NBA about oh the Milwaukee Bucks get exposed in the playoffs after they just decimate bad teams the whole year. Kirk Cousins against bad teams is awesome. Kirk Cousins against good teams is garbagio. Well, look, man, he won a playoff game on the road last year, and then he stunk up the joint in San Francisco. I'm, I'm not denying that, but I disagree with your take, and I think the Vikings win the division. Okay, great. I also think, just like the AFC North, I don't think this is that good of a division. I don't think it's that good of a division either, and I think the Vikings have a fantastic roster, and I also think that they have a not-good quarterback who doesn't play well against good teams. So if they win 11 games and everybody wants to fucking jerk off on themselves, guess what? You only play good teams in the playoffs. You only play good teams in the playoffs. So congratulations. I give the Minnesota Vikings exactly 0% chance to win the Super Bowl. 0.00. All right. Well, you did that a few years ago with the Eagles, so we'll see. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not putting my money on the Vikings in the Super Bowl Great, either. I'll take uh, – and, and I was wrong about Nick Foles, and Nick Foles probably makes the Vikings better too. I think the Vikings win 10 games. I think the Packers go over 8.5. I think they win 9 games. The Bears are at 8. I say the Bears win less than 8 games. And then the Detroit Lions are at 7. You never – the Lions, I think they push. I think the Lions could be sneaky. Uh, it's all about Stafford being healthy. Stafford being healthy, I'll go over. Uh, Bears, it's all about how long they stick with Trubisky. Mm, I go push under. I think the Packers go over. I, like, the disrespect, the Aaron Rodgers disrespect, the only thing There's that There's no bounces, disrespect. He didn't play good last year. He didn't – Okay, he, and, he they did won thir- and, and they won 13 games. He did not play Aaron Rodgers' standard at all last year. He just Literally, didn't. new coach, 13 wins. You can, you can make all excuses you want, man. What, what? I don't even understand. I'm making excuses for the team that went to the NFC Championship game? And had their what? shit pushed in. Congratulations. You just slurped the team that fucking didn't win the division. I didn't, I didn't slurp anybody. I just said that I would rather have. I'll take Aaron Rodgers left-handed over Kirk Cousins. I'm not a Cousins stand, but he's not bad. He's, he's an average quarterback. He's an average starting quarterback. He puts up good numbers statistically in the regular season, and then he kind of shits the bed in the postseason. How many teams are there in the NFL? There's 32. 32 teams. So average quarterback, let's say he's in, you think he's in the middle 11 quarterbacks? Here's a good one for, for me and you to disagree on, because I know you're going to disagree. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Derek Carr. Uh, yeah, I think we do disagree on that. 
So like to, to me, that's kind of where I'm setting the barometer of where I think of Cousins. Yeah. I, but I think those guys are very similar is my point. Look, Derek Carr, the, the complaints that John Gruden has about Derek Carr may be valid, okay, um, that, that he plays it safe, that he doesn't want to take shots downfield, that he doesn't whatever. But I just think Derek Carr, Derek Carr's upside is higher than Kirk Cousins' upside. Derek Carr got MVP votes. Kirk Cousins won a playoff game all these years, won a fucking playoff game. Fuck it. Let's, let's give him a float. Look, I'm I'm definitely not again a cousin stand, and I think no one in the league hold held the ball for more than three seconds except for Kirk Cousins. So you think the Packers win the division? I do. And honestly, I, I, again, I think the Vikings have a great defense. I think the Vikings' offensive line is fine, regardless of what Viking fans want to tell you about why Kirk Cousins. Get sacked so much. He's the only person in the league holding the ball over three seconds. Uh, their running game, especially if Dalvin Cook's healthy, like there's a, I, I, I'll repeat it again. If you have a good rushing team, you have a good offensive line. You're just making shit up when you're going. I don't, I don't, we've argued this. I don't necessarily agree that some guys are better run blockers than pass blockers. And finding five of them on the same team is absurdity. Yeah, of course. And so, and some guys are better pass blockers than run blockers. Exactly. The idea of building an offensive line of five guys who are better run blockers, you just so happen to have a great rushing offense and a terrible pass protection offense. Cross check that with guys who hold the ball too long. It's there. Well, regardless, we And disagree. by the way, and by the way, that's my quarterback right now. That's what Daniel Jones does right now. So the Giants' offensive line isn't good, and the quarterback holds the ball too long, which is why the guy fucking fumbled a lot. Now, in year two, he has to make that leap. In year, what, of Kirk Cousins? 11? I'm, I'm over the idea that these guys – I'm over the idea that a guy's going to learn not, again. It's not year 11. It's like year what eight. year is it? It's like year seven or eight. Okay. So I'm over the idea that, uh, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Kirk Cousins ain't going to start getting rid of the ball suddenly – when he's over three seconds last year, in year nine, well, he realizes look, he, he knows how to go through his progressions faster. To, to me, the most interesting storyline in this division is not Cousins. It's not the Vikings. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I'm curious I mean, to see how good he plays and, and it, how much he has in the tank. And if he has more in the tank than he has last year and he plays better than they played last year, I, do I think that they, 13 games was overachieving for them last year? Yeah. But if he plays better, the idea that they can't win 12 games or 11 games, the idea that they have it at eight and a half seems crazy to me. Yeah, it seems low, but I also think it's one of those divisions where the Lions are going to play everybody tough. Even the Bears, you know, Bears have a defense. It's one of those divisions where it, it, it's not the most stacked division, but they're all very competitive and good, competent teams, if that makes sense. Like, like they're all – Gonna, they're going to fight each week is what I'm saying. There's no Jags in that division or Jets or anything. All I can say is I cannot wait for the Vikings to be 6-0 and and for me to just reel in the Vikings Super Bowl betters. Let's go. Guys, the doors are open. I'm, I'm here for your Vikings Super Bowl bets. Bring them to me. All right, well, let's move to the NFC South. This is another division that I think is very exciting. 
obviously the big the big move is Brady going yeah. to Tampa. But the Saints are projected to win more games. The Saints are projected to win ten and a half is their over under. The Bucks are nine and a half. Who do you like to win this division? The Falcons are seven and a half, and the Panthers are already way down to five and a half. I mean, let's let's just agree the Panthers aren't going to be good. Um, I just think I mean they might be improved by not by having a veteran quarterback, but I just think that division's too strong. Yes. And um, look, man, when it comes to the Falcons and the Saints, I mean, you, you go back five years on this podcast, a different one of these teams burns me every fucking year. I feel like I overestimate the, the Falcons. I underestimate the Saints. And then it flip-flops. I, you know, I hate to do it again, but I, th- I just think the Falcons will be tougher than their record or than their over-under says. Um, I, I think the Saints... I think that playoff loss to Kirk Cousins, ah, oh, that's gotta, that's gotta set you back a little bit, right? Uh, at what point, you know, you have a Kamara having contract, contract issue. issues. Uh, Drew Brees is getting up there in age. The you know division's getting better. I am not on the like, oh, the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to the Super Bowl. I just think that's, but you again have all the weapons you want. Bruce Arians likes to chuck it downfield. Tom Brady's 42. Their defense is fine, but it's not good. Really? What? No, no, I'm just I, I'm just I'm just saying like like you think uh sounds like you think the Saints are gonna win. I think I think this could be Every, I, I think it could be those three teams hovering around the 10 wins. Like, I don't, I don't see somebody winning 12 games in this division. And if I had to, if you, yeah, I mean, I think. I like, I like Tampa. Now, now on the paper, everybody says the Saints have the most talented all-around team in the NFL. Yeah. I'm going Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers. Uh but I can see those top three shifting in any direction. I'm gonna I'm gonna have put my faith in Tom Brady. I'm gonna go Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Panthers. I think they win more than nine and a half, the Bucks. I think they yeah, I so do I. I think they win ten or eleven games, but I don't necessarily think that's enough to get the division. I don't think ten games wins the division. I'll be curious how New Orleans plays, obviously, with, with how the Drew Brees stuff played out internally within the team and then the Alvin Kamara stuff. And they added – who they added? Emmanuel Sanders as well? Uh, did they to the Saints? I think so. It's so, a nice pickup. It's a nice pickup, and that will help Michael Thomas. I think, again, look, all this offense in the division, somebody's got to play defense. And I think the Saints have the best defense. I think the Bucks defense, we're going to see. Our boy, Jameis 101. The Bucks defense was not that bad. It's just they were put in awful positions by all these terrible interceptions. I, I could not agree more with that. That's why I said the Bucks defense isn't great. It's fine. It's not, it's not what Jameis made it seem to be. 
because yeah, short field, that's terrible. And they'll rail, the, the team will rally around that. The team will rally around not having to get the ball inside their own 25 to start every single football game. <laughs> Literally every single football game. You, I think the Tampa Bay Bucks defense was happy when that first pick went for a pick six. At least they didn't have to go out there. It yeah. wasn't on them. It was on Jameis. Yeah. But okay, serious let, question. Back but to no, hold on. We got you got to take this as a factor. Jameis is now a saint. I was just going to ask that. How does that affect the, the Saints locker room? Is Jameis is worth a win being removed from the Bucks? So I think the Bucks right around 10, 11 wins. <laughs> does he? What, what were the Saints at last year? How many games did the Saints win last year? I don't know. Twelve, something like that. Do they? Do they drop down to eleven? That's the thing. I think it's like you know, eleven games wins that division. The ten team is right behind them. Saints won thirteen last year. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he takes a a win away from them, and we go twelve, eleven, nine, and four. I think. Uh, okay. How about this? Does Jameis Winston does Jameis Winston start a game this year for the Saints? Hmm. I am dying for him to start a game for the Saints, for the record. We need to see it. I haven't checked in on our old friend in a while. Jameis one of one? Have you? No, I haven't. Which is too bad. But, like, at this point, I was like, I, I thought about it the other day, and I was like, what could he even be taught? Like, four games into the season, Jameis Winston is, like, the whole book goes up in flames. Right, four games into the season, Jameis Winston is no longer on Hall of Fame pace in any regard because he's not playing. Yeah. So what is this guy talking about at this point? I'm going to pull up his Twitter. We, I mean, you got to start. Somebody's got to start screen grabbing Jameis 101 for old takes exposed. He, uh, I mean. (laughs) <laughs> this dude doesn't stop. And this guy's unbelievable. I need a drink just, just to the thought of it. I mean, he's doing Karen stuff. Karen, Karen responses. What does that even mean? His last response was somebody tweeted, the Bucks O-line gave up meaningful pressure on 19 of Jameis uh, on Winston's the Bucks O-line gave up meaningful pressure on 19 of Winston's interceptable plays and led the league in first and second down sacks allowed. He, quote, tweeted, blame Jameis, though, right? In quotes, Jameis Winston derangement syndrome, infected goobers. Hashtag saints. Hashtag context matters. Hashtag expose false media narratives. Hashtag truth matters. Hashtag dream forever. What the fuck? unbelievable that was 23 hours ago where's where's Jameis next year bigger question is is he he starting next year where is he starting it's the same question that happened this year yeah and the answer was nowhere I That's the, that was the answer. You know, I never thought of the, the projection. You have a great point. I, ne- I never thought of, like, the longer he doesn't start, the longer all these, like, gaudy numbers that he has 
really start to drop. Yeah, we're, we're, we're six games into the season. He'll be on Hall of Fame pace in no categories. Can't wait for this to play out. <laughs> I want him to start. I mean, I don't want injuries, but I'm you want sh- him to start, you want him to start because you're a Tom Brady slurper. You want the Bucks to win that division. No, no, I don't want anybody to win. I don't really care. I'm definitely a Brady stand for sure. But but what I want is I want Jameis to get like the Teddy Bridgewater similar opportunity that happened last year, where suddenly the Saints have to start Jameis for four or five games and he's got all those weapons and he's got a defense. And let's see how he does. It's so funny for me because I want the Bucks to do poorly because of the Tom Brady slurpers out there. And it's just got this whole dream team vibe, which I remember happening with that Eagles team that won four games or whatever. I mean, come on, no joke. I think that's offensive to compare the Eagles to a Tom Brady team. Well, again, look, it's to me, you're going, what is Belichick without Brady? Okay, we've seen it. He, you know, he won 11 games with Matt Castle. What is Brady without Belichick? Well, we're about to find out. Now, I understand he's older, um, but I, I just don't know about the Bruce Arians vibe. Like, he's, he's got weapons, but again, it's not about weapons for me. Like, Tom Brady's had a lot of Super Bowls where he didn't have weapons. He always had an offensive line. Okay, they got Leonard Fournette. Fournette. Everybody's bonering out over that. Okay, we'll see. What, you know, the, the Jaguars couldn't get anybody for him. They tried to trade him for you, Andy Ruther. And they were like, we're not interested in giving up Andy Ruther for Leonard Fournette. Like, Good trade. Uh, no one wanted him. So, you know, the whole thing, I, I kind of want them not to play well. But at the same time, if they play well, it exposes Jameis. So this Bucks team, I don't know what I want. Yeah, conundrum. All right, let's wrap it up with the NFC West. The Niners won 13 games last year. The Seahawks won 11. Rams won nine and the Cardinals won seven. Arguably the best division, most competitive, you know, one of them in the league. Mm-hmm. The Niners are supposed to drop off as expected. Yeah, I think they're, so. They're at 10 and a half. Seahawks are at nine and a half. Rams, eight and a half. And Cards at seven and a half. Uh, Niners are at 10 and a half? Correct. I'm going. 10 and a half. I'm going 11 wins for the Niners. I'm going. Ten wins for the Rams. I think the Rams bounce back. I'm going nine wins for your Seahawks. And I'm going over on the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are just going to win some games on talent alone, even though they're not ready yet. I think the Seahawks won the division. I see that smirk. I see where you're going with this. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, I like Russell Wilson a lot. We all know that. I've never hit from that. He's one of my, he's one of my top three quarterbacks in the league. Um, I like Pete Carroll a lot as a coach. Uh, I, uh, I think the Niners had a great year. I think they drop off a little. I think both those teams make the playoffs. The Rams, I see right around nine wins again. And I, and I think the cards are around seven, eight wins again. 
I just think uh, I, I'm actually I don't even think this is a diss on your Seahawks. And I like I, I, I think that the Niners will take a step back as well. But I think that they have uh, a fantastic defense. I think they have the best defense in the division. And uh, I actually think that the Seahawks upside is improved by obviously getting Jamal Adams and and getting back or at least making attempts to get back to what has led them to championships or a championship, which is letting uh, a strong defense uh, carry the load. We saw that with Pete Carroll when he was in at SC. We saw that with Pete Carroll early on uh, in Seattle and, you know, going to let's win games with offense. Sure. They, they won 10 games and they made playoffs and they, you know, lost early on in those playoffs. I think building around the defense is smart. I just think that the Rams, uh, and I'm not the biggest Jared Goff stand by any means. And I think he's a big question mark for that team. And obviously they lose Gurley, but they kind of had lost him for a while, which is why they weren't quite as good the last year. Uh, you know, they were want to build around a running game. I just think McVay is still, you know, a great coach. And I, I like the idea that they don't bounce back after a sort of disappointing season. I mean, they won nine games, you know, they weren't bad last year. Yeah. But they were in the Super Bowl the year before. Um, I could see the Rams just inserting themselves back into, you know, the chance of winning the division. Let me ask you and, a question. And, and, and if they and if they don't insert themselves back into that, then I really think you have to start questioning the quarterback situation. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Of the four quarterbacks in the NFC West, yes, where do, like between Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Garoppolo, and Goff. I might want Goff the least. I mean, I'll just be honest. Yeah, I might want him the least too. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Russell is the best of those guys. Sure. Garoppolo has played great. Like, I actually, you know, I just think that Russell has more upside than Jimmy G. But at the same time, Jimmy G does – have early Russell, I mean, obviously the athleticism there, but early Russell vibes, which is managing the game with a good defense and a good running game and winning ball games and making big throws and, you know, playing well in the clutch and being great on third down and all those things that come with being on a great team. Um, and, and that's the first and most important question that you have to ask yourself is like if i put a great team around this guy can he take us there and he did take them to a super bowl and you know uh i know everybody wants to go oh he missed that one throw in the super bowl and whatever and you know to the guy we're comparing him to don't forget you know russell wilson threw a pick to end a super bowl so i think the difference is jared goff didn't take that Rams team to a Super Bowl. I mean, I know technically he did, but it was just seems so much more on the scheme and so much more on the being built around a running game and the defense. I, I like, I think I like golf the least too. I mean, I think it's too early to tell on Kyler Murray, but certainly the upside is there. Yeah. I, I just, and I didn't finish hard knocks. I think I watched the first three seasons or sorry, first three episodes. I, I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not – Goff can make incredible throws at times. He really can. But he – in my opinion, he misses so many 
throws where I'm watching the Rams game and I said, you've got to just make that pass, man. Cause he has the weapons and he's had the weapons. Yeah. So I, I, I probably would like him the least amount the same. Cause I think the upside for Kyler Murray is, is so big. So yeah. there we have it. Let's do AFC and NFC championship and Super Bowl champ. This is so tough. This is so tough. Okay. Uh, Well, you start. I, I I honestly don't even know where I'm where I'm going yet. Like, it's really tough. I like. I mean, I think we're both going to obviously have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I, yeah, I think I do have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So, I, and and therefore in the you know in the AFC Championship game, um, it, it, repeating is so hard. Repeating is so hard. It's really so hard. hard to do. But you look around the AFC. I think the NFC is much more wide open. Like you look around the AFC, who like who has the second highest odds to win the Super Bowl in the AFC? Let me look it up. All right. The so Ravens? I'm, yeah, it's gonna be the Ravens, I assume. All right. Just, it is. It is. So so these are the Super Bowl odds right now. For the whole week, Chiefs at plus six hundred, Ravens plus six fifty, Saints plus a thousand, Niners plus a thousand, Tampa Bay plus twelve hundred, Cowboys plus fourteen hundred, Seahawks plus sixteen hundred, plus two thousand the Colts, plus twenty two hundred Patriots. So it's it's the Ravens, and then everybody else is NFC until you get all the way down to the Bills at plus twenty five hundred. Well, you got the Patriots above the Bills. Oh yeah, sorry. Plus twenty two. Plus twenty two hundred. It's wild. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm going Chiefs Patriots AFC Championship game. Wow. Yo, Cam Newton, we trust. I mean, Bor Bel- Bill Belichick, we trust. I think Cam Newton is two games better than Matt Castle. Wow. Craziness, Prano. Yeah. What about a what about a Chiefs Titans rematch? I I actually like the Titans. I think the Titans build on it, but it's like it's almost one of those things. Titans in the AFC Championship game last year gave me Mets in the 2015 World Series vibes. It's like, oh, next year we win the World Series, right? And then the next year you like lose a wild card game. Like, I'm go, yeah. I, I just I just think, you know, the the I almost think the Titans beating the Patriots, if it had ended there, that's something to build on. They go the Cinderella, and now it's like it's hard to it's hard to match what the Titans did last year. Yeah, I wanna say Chiefs Ravens, but I'm also like it's tough to doubt. You know, there's still a lot of doubters for Lamar Jackson. It's tough to doubt after what he did last year. So I'll just do that. I'll do the easy, boring, basic play, Chiefs-Ravens, and then in the NFC, which is a total crapshoot. For the championship game, I'm going to go Bucks. I see you laughing. 
Bucks Seahawks. I'm gonna go. Man, it's tough. I think the Niners make the NFC Championship game again. I don't know. I don't know who they play. I I don't know who they play. Well, I'll just continue. I'm just going to ride it. You, you called me out. You said you're a Brady boy. I'm going to ride him. Tom Brady makes the Super Bowl. Brady versus uh, – the young phenom, and I think uh, Kansas City repeats. Yeah, I think I, I got Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Let's go Kansas City winning it. It's really tough for me. I think the Niners make an NFC Championship game again. I don't think they make the Super Bowl again. The big question for me is which team makes it out? Like, I could see the NFC – like, I could see an NFC wild card team making it through. Like, I could see – tough um i'm gonna put the stink on some or something i'm gonna ruin some team's season because like i kind of want to say the saints but i don't really believe in the saints that much i really you know like i want to say the packers which i said last year but i don't believe in the pack like i thought i believed in the packers last year and they got to the nfc championship game in 13 and 3 it's really tough I don't think it's an NFC East team. I don't know. It's tough. Uh, all right. I'm going to go Saints, Chiefs, Super Bowl, Chiefs win. Saints, Niners, Chiefs, Patriots. Do you have any... Uh... And by the way, I don't think the Saints made the Super Bowl. That's just what I'm going with. Like, I think it's wild. Like... I think it could be Niners, Giants. Like I, like, I think that the other team in the – here's what my prediction. The other team in the NFC East in the NFC Championship game, one of the teams in the NFC Championship game, no one sees coming. Yeah. It's not maybe, the – like Falcons. Not Mr. Unlimited and his boys? It's a unlimited. <laughs> Mr. The worst part is like how he like – Overselled it, Miss, Mister, Mister, on unlimited. <laughs> uh, the Mister Unlimited, it's unbelievable. MVP, I, I just, I, my question is at this point, like, besides Mahomes, like, who's got a shot? I mean, I think Lamar Jackson, I guess, has a shot again, but I don't think he wins it again. Yeah, I think you know. You know, you look at a guy like, I guess, like a Christian McCaffrey. I guess, um, you know. The only, way, the only way Mahomes doesn't win it if he gets injured. Like, if the Giants win 11 games, Saquon Barkley could be the MVP of the league, correct? No. No? No. Okay. I, 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 uh, think, I think Mahomes if, – if, Mah- if, if, the, if the Rams win 12 games, Aaron Donald could be the MVP of the league. I mean, maybe. I, I just think – I just think he's so good, Mahomes. That if he's I do too. Field, I think I think he's he's the favorite. Uh, he'll probably win it. I'm just saying. I'm talking about value guys out there. Like, give me you know, give me Aaron Donald's 
give me Aaron Donald's uh, MVP odds and I might throw some money on it. You know sure. what I'm saying? Give me Saquon Barkley. Give me McCaffrey. Like if, if the Panthers are in a wild card contention and win 10 games, Christian McCaffrey could be the MVP of the league. Yeah. No doubt about it. They just love giving it to quarterbacks, man. They do. But I also think that that is something that we've seen around sports leagues in general. That they'll, they do get tired of it, and they hear people saying that they're getting tired of it. Yeah. LeBron James should have every MVP since he left the Cavs the first time. Sure. Save for maybe one Steph MVP. Yeah. The second Steph MVP. All right. Well, that is the uh, 2020 NFL season preview. I'm so excited. Yeah. There's, and there's so many things to be excited for. But week one is here. It's here tonight. It's here. It's here it's tonight. Here. Well, you guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. Andy, I have one more question for you before we go. Yeah. Are we doing a pick? I mean, are you and I picking games? Yeah, let's uh, – if we do it this week, can we submit them? Sure. Well, let's do tonight. What's the line on tonight? I just I, – I, I think I got to go, though, Joe. I, th- okay. I, mean, I got to make sure. My brother just called me. I'm, I'm really paranoid about my dad right now. And, All right. Well, uh, I, hope, I hope Walt's okay. Yeah. Uh, so, get I, it all taken care of. That's what I'm saying. If we, uh, if we do them, can, I, uh, can we just submit them this week? Let's do it. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun show. Follow Joe at Fix Your Life on Twitter and Joe Print on Instagram. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Specifically, review. If you like this show and you think we're doing a great job, go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever, and review it. Andy Ruther is sitting here still wanting to, he has to go. His dad is sick. He has to go, but he's doing this podcast. If you're a person that likes this show, make up for the people that don't like this show because we said people shouldn't get murdered by cops. So go and review this podcast and make up for trembly little bitches who sleep with guns under their pillows because they're afraid of the boogeyman. All right. On that note, guys, thanks for listening. Thank you for all the support. Have a great week. And as always, stay dirty.